0: So, we have already had a brief background. Basically, Book 1, the Book of Beginnings, lays the foundation. And Book 1, Canto 1 is about the origin, right from the time creation starts. And as I said, it's important to know this because it gives us the indication of what really creation is about and then we can find our role in it. Our role cannot be disconnected from the general drift of creation, so... Uh, Shrabindo very beautifully through a succession of images reveals that the goal of creation is what we see every day. It's uh, night turning into light because light is concealed there. And in this process from time to time there is there are descents of the divine consciousness which help carry humanity from a state of night towards a state of light. And Savitri is one such previous incarnation of the Divine Mother then in canto 2 we have seen what really is the issue of human life we you know god comes and what does he come for we think he comes to just fulfill our desires and needs well that's one part of it but he comes primarily to pull us out of a state of ignorance and mortality to a state of immortality light freedom bliss all the things that we right now uh, seek but seek it very unconsciously and ignorantly. Therefore, we never really find. So, that's the purpose of the divine incarnation. Otherwise, we remain a plaything of forces. Then, Ashupati comes upon the scene. He is a divine representative who has assumed a human form. He is the divine, but he is now taking our side. You know, he is from on our behalf. He is the forerunner of the race. So, he becomes human, but he crosses certain critical boundaries and humanity follows. So, he is the divine avatar in humanity and that is explained beautifully in Book 1, Canto 3, in the beginning. And since he is the chosen representative, he begins to experience certain states of consciousness, certain powers, certain kinds of knowledge that come to him. And um, he wants now to share this. So, that in... Book 1, Canto 3, and 4. We have some of his experiences which are uh, known in tradition, some which are not so well known in tradition. But all those experiences we see in Book 1, Canto 3, and those who are well read about spiritual traditions, they will find ki are ha yeto waha par lika experience otae. Are ye realization to hai. They'll find it. And very rapidly he summarizes all these experiences within him. And thereby he arrives at the secret knowledge which the mind cannot have, the senses cannot gain and yet he is admitted into it. So after this secret knowledge, then he begins to go beyond the human experience. By human experience I mean even the experience of the sages and the seers and the saints and the yogis. They have gone to an apex point. He begins to experience something beyond it. And now comes the big challenge because he is the representative and he knows it. So, these experiences are not just for him, for his glorification or his, uh, you know, supramental chain. but he wants now to share these experiences with humanity. Because he is the divine representative for us. So, now, once he is aware of that, he is searching for the key. He, if he wants, he can go ahead with those experiences and realizations and be done with it. But, If he wants to carry the whole race, then he has to become a representative on our behalf and reach that point or that um, consciousness, that power which can actually effectuate the change in the race. Now, That power is the power of the Divine Mother because she is the original creatrix consciousness which has plunged into creation in this darkness. She has the mandate to change it because she right from the... Uh, you know, before time and space started, she is the one who has plunged into it. So, only she has the mandate and the power to change it. So, in book 2, we see a long journey that Ashupati is undertaking to find her, that original power. And at each plane, he discovers her energies, her forces, uh, her creations, the godheads who embody. Now, it's very interesting that if we look closely, we'll see in these godheads some of the godheads that we are accustomed to reading say in Indian mythology but shiva will not generally use the name which is very good so otherwise we will immediately put our <coughs> mental forms into it and limit so he leaves it like for anybody anywhere and it's so true that the same godhead say Durga to an Indian she will appear as Durga to a western she will appear as Mother Mary but it's the same power, same energy same force, same being so he just uses the word, we will see several places, godheads of the little life, godheads of the greater life, godheads of the greater mind. Then kingdoms means how that same energy uh, expresses itself, manifests on each plane. And this uh, book, will not be really touching it because of paucity of time, but it's, uh, it's very necessary to read this. In Sri Aurobindo's Yoga, one of the things necessary is to understand the world play and the forces that operate. This traditional yoga very badly misses because it comes under the domain of occult. And occult means we have nothing to do with it. So either there is this material life or the spiritual life. Isn't it? That's what we are taught. But there is much in between. And lack of understanding of this leads to a lot of confusion. Take for instance, recently we have had this, um, you know, experience of uh, this man who fell from grace hmm? recent case of this Babaji yeah, yeah. Babaji who has been you know in the jail now so now you see what happens with um, an Indian mind that the, the moment anybody speaks a little about God or the moment anybody <coughs> speaks you know we had say Girva Vastra and you know uh, can t- recite the slokas or the shastras we, we are just we just buy it. All that is needed, we cut out keys, so and so Pujishi is our And we just assume that because a person can speak nicely about the scriptures, he and has a big following, therefore necessarily he is a realized person. But look what Shurobindo has to say from his experience of the inner worlds. This is from The Descent Into Night, Book 2, Canto 7. Page 207, because he sees all these working of the forces which are between the material and the spiritual worlds. You know, there are forces of the subtle physical nature, forces of the vital world, forces of the mental world, and each of them has a heaven and a dark nether part. Each of them, each plane. So, page 207, or else, all augured a divine approach. This is about the dark beings you know, what can be called as Asuric and Rakshasic beings. An air of prophecy felt, a heavenly hope. Listen for a gospel, watched for a new star. You know, we always have these new stars coming up on the spiritual scene. Ah, he is the new spiritual being who will liberate us. The fiend was visible, but cloaked in light. In the Vedas, there are four types of Asuras. One of them is actually cloaked in light. And I am uh, forgetting the name, it's Vala or uh, probably Vala who is a tiny being but he cloaks himself in light. Very glamorous appearance, luminous appearance even uh, unless you are a trained occultist and trained spiritual consciousness, you, you, one can easily get cheated. He seemed a helping angel from the sky. Sometimes they take up works like philanthropy and all this because, you know, it's easy to attract. Fan following. Ah, look, Baba Ji kitna achha kaam kar rahe. You know, He is helping humanity who is sick and needy. He deceived with... He armed untruth with scripture and the law. He is well-versed in scripture. That's why the Bible says the devil quoting the scripture. Look at Ravana. He was well-versed with scriptures. He armed untruth with scripture and the law, he deceived with wisdom, with virtue slew the soul, Guruji ka obedience, it's a great virtue, who can deny it's the highest of qualities. but with virtue slew the soul, He's using the same thing, and led to perdition by the heavenward path, so people are thinking they are going towards God, and actually they are going towards perdition, a lavish sense he gave of power and joy. Joy, kya vital joy? You must have seen, you know, now the TV screens are... Uh, and people are very much taken away with that vital joy because it's uh, so encapturing it, enthralling and, and people don't know what true ananda is, true peace is. So they think, ah, lagta, it's so nice, you know. But actually it is just, uh, we go down and down. And when arose the warning from within, he reassured the ear with dulcet tones or took the mind captive in its own net. His rigorous logic made the false seem true. So some of them are great intellectuals and we should not be carried away. You know, people say, oh, he is not this, not this Baba, but there was another one who made an ashram in Oregon. And you know, he, he was very intellectual and people were so carried away by his intellect and his, you know, ability to reason. None of these are hallmarks of spirituality. So there are number of passages in this whole thing where Shurabindu describes how these dark worlds influence human beings and take us captive. And it's important to know. Otherwise, you know, we sway. abhi hai, kal ko hai, ko hai, and you know, we, we end up being nowhere. Then another place, ye toh ek... Um, Ek dusre level ka hai. Now, uh, we go to page 162 and you know we often wonder ki, you know we were going nicely and suddenly there was an accident. Let's take a comment. So, what do we normally say? Ji, karma the. Now, you imagine about 100 years back when people lost their vision, people would say karma. Then doctors came and discovered its cataract, it's not karma, and now we have so many people who have recovered, because we don't need to lose vision, why, because by saying karma, basically we means we don't understand the play of forces, that's all it means, if you understand the play of forces, no more karma, but unconsciousness, if you are conscious of the play, you can keep away those things which which are going to harm us or hurt us, Divine does not want to harm us. Sri Aurobindo says very clearly, you know, we will see that later, ki karma is not a mechanism for reward and punishment. It's a play of forces through which we move. So if you know the forces, it's like somebody going on a ship, knows where the ship, you know, all the weather and charts and everything, he can steer it safely. And if he doesn't know, he is likely to meet with a crash. So you see on page 162, a thinking puppet is the mind of life, its choice is the work of elemental strengths that know not their own birth and end and cause and glimpse not the immense intent they serve. In this nether life of man drab and dull, yet filled with poignant, small, ignoble things, the conscious doll is pushed a hundred ways and feels the push but not the hands that drive, Isn't it? We feel, and very often people say, my, my marji, free will. But is it really free will? We are just pushed by forces and we think we have free will. All that we have a choice is, instead of being pushed by these lower forces, we can be pushed by the higher divine forces. This is the only true freedom possible for man. So we can choose to be pushed by lower nature, in a state of ego and desire or we can choose to be pushed by higher super nature, the Divine Mother, when we relinquish all this and aspire for her and surrender to her with faith more and more in our life. This is the choice. You can be pulled up by her. Pulled up by her and pushed into you know, action in the world, yes. For none can see the masked ironic truth to whom our figured selves are marionettes. These forces are of great dimension. We think, you know, we are big people, but though when we look at evolution, we think, ah, we are the highest. But these forces are so subtle, so full of cunning, so deceitful, they will use a small opportunity to push themselves in. And the mother says, in this yoga, you have to know about it. Because it's a yoga of transformation. It's not a yoga of world-negating asceticism. Where you don't need to know because you completely summarily dismiss the whole world. Here, even there, some knowledge is very helpful. But in this yoga, it's, it's inevitable. And then, look, wonderful lines. Our deeds, unwitting movements in their grasp. Our passionate strife and entertainment scene. They just, you know, have fun at our expense. They play their part in the enormous whole. Agents of darkness imitating light. So this is one side of creation where we see these small forces, small beings who are pushing man toward the journey. But we also have great beings, you know. But before we touch that, you know, everything in this canto, you'll see, Srivinda speaks about bombs and terrorists and you know, people chanting tediums in in uh, religious places of worship, but they are all forces of darkness. But then he sees something which is very interesting, which, which we must always remember before we proceed further. So, Ashipati goes down and down and down into these dark worlds, till he touches rock bottom, because he wants to know. And you know, Mother has the similar experience. Um, she recounts it in one of her messages, where she says, At the very bottom of the inconscience, most hard, most narrow, most stifling. She goes into it and then she discovers suddenly she comes up with a spring. And then she discovers it was teeming with the seeds of a new world. And this experience she had when she she entered into the mental unconsciousness of people around her. She said, I want to see why they are so unconscious. <laughs> they are near me. I am pouring on them so much. Why they are not able to receive? And she goes and discovers this inconscient which is standing behind. So look at the beauty of Mother and Shiva. They don't blame human beings for who or what they are. They say, oh, they are in the grip of inconscient. Now we understand why she must fight death. Because as long as we are in the grip of inconscient, all our remedies will always remain half work. Half So that's why this whole fight with death. And what they discover at the bottom of this dark inconscient, they discover there also the divine is hidden himself. That is the hope. And we have on page 231 these uh, lovely lines. He saw in night the eternal's shadowy veil. And we saw this yesterday also, how Shabindu gives hope. He saw in night the eternal's shadowy veil. New death for a cellar of the house of life. Death is nothing but a small room in the great mansion of life. In destruction felt creation's hasty pace. New loss as the price of a celestial gain. That is why they are allowed. Kalam baat karete is ki Testing. No, it's not testing. They are allowed. Because even through them we move. We move in fact hurriedly. It's like a tunnel through emergency. It's a dark tunnel. But it's a shortcut. So that is also allowed. Which means some are ready for the shortcut but they will go through terrible things in life. Yes, you are right. It's like Nirbhya case. You know, you go through horror. But also you see exactly as you said, Nirbhaya herself becomes immortal or Abhimanyu for that. At the same time, she awakens a nation to something which was happening, not today. Since God knows when and human beings had just closed their eyes. They were fanciful terms. You know, what was harems? What was? This? It's nothing but a more, you know, um, acceptable way, seemingly socially. But she shook a whole nation and people woke up. So exactly as the Nirbhaya case that one person... And she becomes a catalyst for a big change. New loss as the price of a celestial gain, and hell as a shortcut to heaven's gate. So, any which way. So, Divine says, okay, fine, whatever this arrangement of forces, eventually I am there, even in darkness and all around. And so, any which way you go, ultimately you will move towards me. Now, imagine these lines give so much hope and courage. And they take away this burden of this sin and virtue in which we are, you know, stuck all the time. Okay. Then there are beautiful worlds also, and these two must be left behind. You know, one of the experiences that Ash, yeah, yeah, please, please, please. Yeah. In the form of people who are in here, I mean, outerly. what is their purpose? So they are also, you know, trapped.
1: absolutely exactly so
0: absolutely so we should not bother about them but at the same time every yes awareness should be there imagine now you know you go through so much of needless pain because see it is no fault either of them or of the disciples Look at the disciples, they really see, now I, you know, people are talking about this man and, you know, towards the imagine, I, I feel um, the horror of the pain that many disciples must be experiencing. I mean, I really feel that they had faith, simple trust, okay, they were blind, but blindness is no sin. So, they have gone as if he is God, now what must be going on through them to know That such was the thing. Okay, they awake, they feel. But how much sorrow in the heart? We don't have to go through sorrow. We have to grow into consciousness so that we can know what is the play behind. And if we look at it, we, we can say, well, it's drama, that's it. Good drama, that's it. That's the end of the story. And the man is in the grip of these forces and wherever, you know, ultimately his destiny is between him and God. But to make people aware is part of the work. To know the forces behind and become aware. Otherwise it will take so much long time. Many of them may be genuine people also who are really seeking. So, then you see, we have on the other hand... Kingdoms and Godheads of the greater mind. Now, here there are people who, there are beings and forces who are the great gods and saints and sages who have, you know, uh, found something, some aspect of truth. And yet, uh, Shobindo gives us the difference between all that they have discovered and the Divine Mother, page 270. Out of the chaos of the invisible's moods, derived the calculus of destiny. In its bright pride of universal lore, mind's knowledge overtopped the omniscience power. You know, it can reach a point where you feel, yes, I am, I can know what God's plan is, I can understand, but He is unknowable. That's what the scriptures say. But you know, one can reach that point. That's why Mother at one place says that you should be very careful not to turn this teaching into a religion into a dogma because the moment you do it it is finished leave room for the incalculable and for the unknowable who can know of that glory of glories each mystery god forced in revealing force to revealing form assigned his subtle moves in nature's game. You know, that's what, ye God ji yaan ka hai, God whose plane ka hai, ye ka, ye, ye karta hai, Toh, sara jaan liya. In the wide sequence of necessity steps predicted every act and thought of God. Its values weighed by the accountant mind, checked in his mathematized omnipotence, lost its divine aspect of miracle. and was a figure in a cosmic sum, so you know there is a lot of touch of humor. On the next page, we'll skip the rest and two seventy one. All was coerced by number, name, and form. So you will see many of these tantrics who say, puja ge, "Ye puja karoge, ye satisfy ho jayega." This mantra se aap inko sakte ho, but ultimately, you know the divine is divine. He plays the last shot. He can reveal himself to the most uh, ignorant farmer on the road uh, who has never known a prayed to God and he may suddenly come to him. And if he says, ki, koi puja nahi ki, he says, That's why I like you, for all you know. <laughs> and to another person who is going into a temple every day, he may just say he is busy with his everyday routine. So now see this uh, nothing was left untold, incalculable, yet was their wisdom circled with a knot. Truths they could find and hold but not the one truth. The highest was to them unknowable. By knowing too much they missed the whole to be known. The fathomless heart of the world was left unguessed and the transcendent kept its secrecy. And it is from this canto that that day we had read suddenly that page had opened about the Divine Mother who is beyond thought, beyond sight And only by her grace, by surrendering to her, she can reveal something of herself. So, this is how he goes further and further until he reaches the highest point of manifested creation. And that we see in Kingdoms of the Greater Knowledge. is Wonderful lines. On page 297. It was a plane of undetermined spirit. That could be a zero or round sum of things. A state in which all ceased and all began. You know, ultimately, you reach there. All it became that figures the absolute. A high, vast peak. When spirit could see the world's. Calms, white epiphany. Wisdom's mute home. Towards the end. The knowledge by which the knower is the known, the love in which beloved and lover are one, all stood in an original plenitude. All the great gods who are what they project into space. He reaches this point. It is the highest peak of our mind. From there one can glimpse into the super mind. But here too, the key is not there. And that's what Mother says, we have to overpass it. After jitna be, whatever evolution has taken place up till now, all the great experiences, realizations have come within the limits of our mind because you can't break through. So beyond it it was, well, there is the Absolute and Parabrahman and plunge into it. But what is it, what there is, we do not know. Because naturally, the doors were shut. But Sri enters into it and enters very consciously. Can be link it to the hiranmayin path yes he goes past that the hiranmayin that uh, golden, veil golden the golden lid no, actually the rays he says are the rays of the mind and over mm-hmm. mind moksha division and you know, so that happens ha ah, so that is still a division and beyond that is the uh, that realm so there he enters into the unknowable pursuit of the unknowable where you will see you know what a wonderful experience that should, we can we can't even use the word experience realization uh, we cannot define it as is we cannot use the word is not because all mental definitions are ultimately limitations so there he enters and uh, where he has to make a choice page 306 pursuit of the the pursuit of the unknowable 306 Pastor, mother ah, dog, golden dog, golden she a golden, golden is zero formed pregnant with boundless change on a dizzy verge where all disguises fail and human mind must abdicate in life now this is not just ordinary human mind but human mind raised to its zenith or die like a moth in the naked blaze of truth. He stood compelled to a tremendous choice. Before this there was no choice. It was remain here or plunge and finish. That hardly can be called a choice. It's like okay I will remain here as long as maybe something is still needed. Then once some some disciple is ready I will pass on all that I have received to him, give him the gadhi and withdraw into that and finish. That's the, you know, mahanirvana and mukti. But in Shirobindo we see there is no such parampara because it's not needed. Either the suprama- supramental descent takes place or doesn't take place. If it doesn't take place, then there is no point in passing the baton. And if it takes place, then there is no point in passing the baton See the difference. Earlier, because the guru, now he has reached that point where he must seek Mukti because Mukti is the highest. So you stand there and you wait to prepare somebody. When somebody is ready to take over the movement, you pass on whatever you have gained into that person. And you yourself, your soul plunges into that unknowable and finishes. So you have realized your goal, but taken care of those who trusted you. Here there is nothing like taking care of you because it's not moksha which is the goal but transformation and it cannot be done unless that power descends on earth. So what Sri Aurobindo does is all his consciousness, all that he had gained because still then the descent had not yet taken place or rather the manifestation. He was individually experiencing it. So he passes on into the mother. But not in sense ki, my gaddi. She always had the, she was always in the front and then he withdraws to work from behind. And when the golden door opens, there are a number of places in, uh, of mother's writing where she says, now I can step behind, the consciousness is there, now it will take its own course and the work will be done. So that is the difference. But she gives a path to open ourselves more and more to the new consciousness or if you are very fortunate and privileged, to the mother. That's the, that's the difference. <laughs> or if neither of that, just to the consciousness of Savitri. So either which way we will come in contact with the new consciousness which will begin to transform. Ashapati is also given this choice. He stood compelled to a tremendous choice. All he had been and all towards which he grew must now be left behind or else transformed. You cannot carry. So all the masters left it behind embodying it in a particular next guru. But this is a question people often ask. Ji gaddi kisko? There is no gaddi system here. It cannot be. Mother said that very clearly. Nobody can. I mean, if you combine all the saints and sages, you cannot embody mother's consciousness. Who can replace the avatar? avatar? Must now be left behind or else transform into a self of that which has no name. Alone and fronting an intangible force which offered (coughs) nothing to the grasp of thought. His spirit faced the adventure of the innale. And there, there are marvellous lines uh, which describe it. Page 308. From it all sprang, in it is called to cease. But what that was, no thought nor sight could tell. So, you know, that's where he enters. And then what happens, because he has come with this aspiration, who is hidden there in the unknowable? There he meets the Divine Mother. And he has gone all the way to bring her to earth. Because he knows she only can grant this to all. What I am experiencing. He is the divine representative. And there is a beautiful... uh, We cannot uh, bypass without reading something from this. The adoration of the divine mother. So why the divine mother? Because she alone has that. She alone is here. And she holds world and nature and soul, everything within herself. She is at at the same time neti neti. At the same time iti iti. Both she is. She can transcend this whole creation, or she can. And she in fact has entered into it. And both she is at the same time. Now you see this description on page three hundred twelve. I am not reading the more common one, three hundred fourteen which is you know the adoration people read at the head she stands of birth and toil and fate in their slow rounds the cycles turn to her call alone her hands can change time's dragon base but I am reading something else which is very powerful equally page 312 when first he has the vision of the mother she comes out because he is standing on that edge should I plunge or transform and that's the bhav which comes even while he stood on beings naked edge. One small gesture that side and he is into the padram and gone. Someone came infinite and absolute. Page 312. A being of wisdom, power and delight. Even as a mother draws her child to her arms. Took to her breast nature and world, and soul. So that's why you know her presence. Shubindo says that when she he was asked what what was the mother's contribution to your yoga, he says before the mother I could help myself. He could go through the transformation, but I could not help others. With the mother's coming, and then he also says that with the mother's coming, my own yoga. What would have taken me 10 years to arrive at, was, <laughs> took place in a much shorter time. Yeah. And that's why the mantra for this yoga or the process of path, he said, open to the mother. So people said, you are both same because yes, they are same. So why not open to you? So he said, if we open to you, we open to the mother. If we open to the mother, we open to you. Is, it, is this not true? Sri Aurobindo said, the mother proposition is true. If you open to the mother, you automatically open to Suryabhindo, but not necessarily the letter. That's because for a particular purpose, he has taken a certain poise, certain stance. And without her, and then he said, If you want to know my force, Suryabhindo's force, it is the mother. She is Suryabhindo's force. She is given the mandate. It's like she is given the charge. She is given the work. There cannot be anybody else. He himself has given the charge to her. And all that is necessary for the transformation. So that's why in this yoga we have this. They are are same like the Purusha and Prakriti. But they are two different poises. If you lean towards Purusha, he will draw you out of creation. If you lean towards Prakriti, she will engage you into creation. They are one. But in two poises. If you lean towards Ishvara, he will, by his compassion, enter into the net of ignorance and pull you out. If you lean towards Shakti, she will hurl herself into creation and make sure that your path, your everyday life, your journey into yoga is made beautiful and smooth, depending on which force you invoke. So took to her breast, nature and world and soul. The power, the light, the bliss no word can speak imaged itself in a surprising beam and built a golden passage. To his heart touching through him all longing sentient things a moment's sweetness of the all beautiful cancel the vanity of the cosmic world because that was the experience he was having when he was leaning toward the purusha this all nothing you know all disguises fail mind life body they carry no sense there but now that vanity is cancelled a nature throbbing with a heart divine was felt in the unconscious universe. It made the breath a happy mastery. It made the breath a happy mystery. A love that bore the cross of pain with joy. You demonize the sorrow of the world. Made happy the weight of long unending time. So, you know, he is discovered now. There she stands. And if she touches this earth, she comes down, the change can happen. But first she cautions him. Because he asks the mother or even before that, as he stands face to face with her, she draws him into her heart and reveals to Ashapati the new creation that is waiting for its own time. So she says, look, don't worry. I have great, plans for the earth and uh, it will unfold in its own time there is a new creation this is not the ultimate that's how Shivindu discovered that man is a transitional being when people say that this world is a vanity or you know they are basically believing that it's a finished product but the divine mother reveals to him that it's not a finished product 10,000 years down the line I'll show you what is there and what I have planned but man has to reach that point So, she shows the new creation. Here again we see the new creation. Touch of this new creation. Page 322, 323. Now, again, why great yogis couldn't see it? Because precisely they did not enter into that heart. So, they saw this creation as it stands today and the unknowable. That's it. But this creation is an unfolding of the divine. This is the greatest... You know, Vedanta, if you want to put it, that the unmanifest and the manifest are one. Ordinarily, we say manifestation is what we all experience and all this lower creation, and it is undivine. And the unmanifest is divine. So, from the manifest, you go into the unmanifest and cease to be. But Shivinda says they are one. And what is manifestation? It is an unfolding of that which is yet to manifest. This much it has manifested, more it will manifest. So it's logically, it it is the true Vedanta if you may ask, ask. Because then it builds a continuum. Otherwise the continuity is lost. If you say there is creation and there is God. Or you say there is God and all else is illusion. Either which way, you don't solve the puzzle and the riddle. Here it's one but this is unfolding it's like a child is he, he will unfold or the baby in the womb is an unfolding which will take place through passage of time so creation is an unfolding of the divine consciousness and in that unfolding we have reached this point and there is more to come this is what she reveals to Ashapati what is going to come a living oneness widened at its core and joined him to unnumbered multitudes. So, the basic division, the difference will be that presently life is based on division. Mind lives in division, ego creates divisions. So, whatever we may try, we may tolerate each other at the most. We may agree to disagree at the most, you know, rational discourse. But there won't be a new creation because there is still the divisive conscience. There is still me and you. But in that creation, each One, each element is conscious of the oneness and acts on the basis of oneness. And which means that with each one we act according to the law of truth in that person. See how mother would give very interestingly, I'll give you some examples. To a single person, she would suddenly give a whole big place to stay. One lady who stayed like that, she named her light. (laughs) Why? Because the law of truth demands that she should be like that. Now, this law of truth is not based on any of the mental divisions or I like this one. How will we act? Oh, somebody is closer to me, I'll give better, make better arrangement for this person. Somebody is further from me, I will give, I'll be generous. But, uh, you know, according to, but the law of oneness does not go according to that. It acts according to the inherent truth of things. What Yagnabalk is aspiring for, Hiranmayena, Patrena, Syapi Itammukam. Satya Dharma what is the law of truth? I am dealing with this world according to my law of ignorance. Law of ignorance is preferences, egoistic likes and dislikes or dharma in a very general sense. Dharma, the way we understand is a flattening of everybody, which is more like a moral idea. But dharma originally is not a moral or ethical idea. But something still deeper. Each one's dharma. That's why you see it's such a subtle thing. Bali couldn't understand he says, Mai very piara. Why? You, you speak of Samatha, Samadarshi, but you are killing me and you are favoring Sugriv just because he is your friend. And then Rama reveals, because he is an avatar, deep inside he knows, though the time has not yet come for the full unfolding of that dharma, that no, you won't understand because all your life you have lived by a dharma. You cannot understand the subtle nature of dharma. Whereas, look at the other example. If Friendship is of great value. As we would say that Rama valued Sugriv. In that case, Karna was right, and that's what the sociologists say. But it's not true. Karna was still doing a dharma. That's why he had to go. Because there is a larger truth which is awaiting, which has to manifest, and that was the problem between Bali and Sugriv. He was not killed just because, you know, Sugriv is my friend, therefore I must take his side. Dharma means that now humanity has to come under the reign of an enlightened reason. Wali is not under that. Sugriva so, has accepted that. Again in the case of Karna and uh, you know Arjuna, Karna has chosen what we read, led through virtue towards the perdition path. He has chosen to be with what is evil. In fact, worse because he had the wisdom at least to understand. Makes it a worse case scenario. And yet he chooses, why? Because my friendship. So dharma is not about this moral doctrine that yes, he is your friend, therefore you must. It is based on the law of truth in that person. It's just to say very briefly. So this is based on oneness. Even somebody who may rebuke you, somebody who may be your seemingly enemy. Yet, if the law of dharma is that you should keep the person near because there is an unfolding taking place, you will do it. And the mother would do that. You know, Chinmayu was so, so much against... Uh, She had impulses to push mother. One Muslim lady whose mother had named Chinmai. So she used to get urges to push the mother. When she was old. Ah, down. And people knew and she said, How are you tolerating her? Said no, if I if she goes out, it'll be so much more damaging both to her and to the world. So, out of that compassion, and Surabindo had very clearly said, and mother speaks of this example of Chinmayi, that Surabindo always acted on the basis of oneness. It was only once when mother got, you know, she is a million moods of the mother because she is the divine Shakti. She can get into a Kali form, and you know, once when Chinmayi was very abusive, then she gave Chinmayi a slap to throw away the ghost out of her. She is a million mood and a million moods and then Shurbindu says, she says once he just told me you ought not have done that. Oh. Though she has acted on the basis of truth still and then he says she says that he always believed he always acted on the basis of oneness. oneness. She too is divine. Now look at what profound. But she is the Shakti. So Shakti can go to any level up, down. That's why it's so much difficult to understand the mother. Sri is easy and simple. I mean, if you may use the word, Mm. he is the typical picture perfect of what we imagine of the highest Vedic Rishis. Picture perfect. How to understand the mother. But in each of that, it is the law of truth. So here we see oneness. But in multitudes, in each one this law of oneness is operating mm-hmm. and joined him to unnumbered multitudes, a bliss, a light, a power, a flame, white love got all into a soul immense embrace, existence found its truth on oneness breast and each became the self and space of all. So this is the fundamental. basis of new creation where though we will look as if distinct yet the action will be on the basis of oneness and each becomes the space for all look at just even mentally to imagine it how beautiful it is so though of course we each one has his own it's not the communist ideal that we are staying in barracks and dormitories no and yet there are no inner divisions there is externally, because of the law of Dharma, rith, what is called in the Vedas, there is an unfolding, which is different need of different experiences to each one. And yet, the fundamental truth is oneness, which is the divine within each. So, this is a very marvelous, you know, those who want to know what the new creation will be like, uh, this is it. And so, he sees the new creation and obviously he wants it for our thin man. We had enough of, you know, uh, cycles based on division where we reach a high point when then we collapse because the creation is built on division, it is bound to collapse uh, even Krishna created Dwarka with so much difficulty, Mahabharata war ended up the all the Yadavas started fighting among themselves Rama with such a war he banishes all the Asuras and Rakshasas from Dandakarina downward but then in his own kingdom they cannot accept Sita look at the what they must have suffered so he says enough is enough now we want the truth creation it's because there is a fundamental flaw in creation so whatever way you may do by sattvic philanthropy altruism etc it won't work because it will still be based on division i am the giver i am giving to so and so it doesn't work like that so something new has to come But she cautions Ashwapati. Vision and the wound. Page 335. The Divine Mother now sees that he is asking for this and naturally she has shown him. How can he be happy with something less now? You know that it's a story that Surdas once had a vision of Radhama. And she said Whatever, what do you want? Because she gave him eyes. You know, he was blind, so gave him eyes, and the moment he opened the eyes, he saw Radhama. So she says, Yes, ask whatever you want. He said, Take away these eyes. Why? How can he be happy with anything else? Because that time the yoga of transformation was not there. (laughs) Otherwise, he would have said, now that I have seen you, let the whole world see your glory. So, here we have that. First, she cautions that, you know, I know what you are asking. And I am going to give this for earth. But it is tens of thousands of years ahead. So, she tells him, page 335, O son of strength, Who climbs creation speaks. No soul is thy companion in the light. Look around, nobody is there who has the same aspiration. People are still wanting their little petty things. No soul is thy companion in the light. Alone thou standest at the eternal doors. What thou hast won is thine, but ask no more. A few lines below. How shall thou speak for men whose hearts are dumb? you are pleading on their behalf, they don't want, they want mukti, they are still busy with debates, discussions on advaita and dvaita, they don't want this truth, this utter absolute freedom, which is possible upon earth, so it will come in its own time, make purblind earth, the souls, seer visions home, or lighten the burden, of the senseless glow, you want to take away men's burden, are they willing to give it, they hold it like something very precious, something very dear, cherished position. You want to lighten them, they are not ready. And look these marvelous lines. I am the mystery beyond reach of mind. I am the goal of the travail of the suns. My fire and sweetness are the cause of life. But too immense my danger and my joy. Awake not the immeasurable descent. Speak not my secret name to hostile time. Man is too weak to bear the infinite's weight. Truth born too soon might break the imperfect earth. So now we understand why it took such a long time preparing earth. And even now that the supermind has come. Mother says it is right there, right behind. There is a very thin film. So, see, ask why is it not precipitating? See, he says, world is not ready. Man is not ready. She is ready. The meal is ready. Imagine, you know, mother has prepared a delicious favorite dish for the child, and the child has ordered pizza with a Coca Cola. Say, beta, I have made there. You keep it in the fridge. I can have it tomorrow. Yeah. So, you say, look, fridge is a different thing. You know, it's fresh. It's garam It's hai. No, no, mom. Now I want to have pizza. So, it's ready, but in the fridge. Man is not ready. Man is not ready. So, she says, look, because man, and then there is a beautiful description that what man is at present. And then, 341, she tells him that, look, you know, you live on earth, speak my name, prepare earth, but don't ask me to come down right away. And the descent of the new creation, don't ask for it. Man is not ready. He will break down. In its own time it will come. What that time is, maybe, as Shubhinda says, eventually it would happen. Supramental creation will come. But tens of thousands of years, which means so much more pain and suffering and who knows, collapse, pralayas. So when she says... Uh, Yes, because now the descent manifestation has taken. Mother has said. said. Uh, Shivindu did not say. Srivabindu says we have to... Yes, mother has said. After the supramental manifestations, he said. And... Now the time will come. Because it has come down. So it is bound to change us into higher and higher. See, pralaya is like death. When we are not ready physically, then it destroys us. But now that the new consciousness has come, it will transform progressively. So the pralaya comes or death comes at an individual level, easy to understand, because the form is not ready to go beyond a point of evolution. So it must be broken and the soul will carry its journey further in the next life. (coughs) With a little bit backward. Let us if the comes, ah, that's it what I am saying if the new creation so by then the new creation had not if come the comes. Yes. yes so that's but mother declared it very openly because mother, say, yeah, it's yeah. It's like ah. very so early. after that she made very clearly that now there will be no more prelia but a progressive transformation so we will go on the brink but we will be saved brink of World War, brink of this because these propensities take time to exhaust. Mm. So, for us, to <laughs> in whatever many lifetimes we still come and go. So, we will, how does one transcend them? No? Because how does one transcend and bring the change? We family. we have we for us the task is very simple mm-hmm. that. Consciousness is already there. All that we need is to open and receive. It sounds very simple, but that means emptying so much towards which we are right now receptive. So we have to plug on those places and bringing the new consciousness. Now in our nature, we will see there are three kinds of things. Those parts which are already open and receptive, which is what has brought all of us here together. Those parts which can become open and receptive but are not yet which are engaged let us say human love can change into divine love it's easy for it and those parts which terribly resist the force of anger though even that can be transformed there are things which openly resist deep inertia now they will take long time because eventually the force will act so we need to just open ourselves more and more to the light of the new consciousness and for that the path is the mother as I said and for those who are not so fortunate and privileged, to repeat myself, Savitri. Both. <laughs> Let's put the third option. I use both. We <laughs> were talking of oneness at yes. one point, uh. but we are also saying we have to be aware of the the darker. Uh, yes, 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 yes we have to be aware of if we live in oneness then our vision is different and if we don't live in oneness in division then our vision is different so that's what the other day I think somebody had raised this question that if all is divine then how do we act in the world now for action we need to know we are moving from a lesser divine state to a greater divine state so the darkness is nothing else but the what we should leave behind it had its utility at one point of time see the rakshasa um, that's why in the, in the Ramayana this parable is there No, the Asura must fall to either the human or the animal kind that is what is meant when Ravana says only either Nar or he cannot become Deva like Asura has to first humanize himself or the animal consciousness at least which is not so horrible as the Asura which means it will lose its intellect but remain very simple kind of humanity so that is what is meant that Now, but whereas for the Rakshasa, Asura is divine. He has to move from Rakshasa to the Asura. At least Asura reads, at least Asura is, you know, intellectualizes, has some bhakti in it like Ravana. Rakshasa is totally devoid of these things. So, say a human, for a human being, you have to leave this behind. For a Rakshasa, you have to move towards being an Asura and from the Asura to something greater. Of course, now the whole thing has been changed because he can directly have an access... But this is a normal course. So when we use the word divine and undivine, they don't exist in terms of knowledge but they exist for our practical basis of action. So while it is true that even in darkness or dark beings and darkest forces, there is deep in the core the divine. Even Hitler had a divine in his core. That's why he at least loved his kitten and his... Uh, his he had the his thing of a taxi driver. Ah, taxi driver. Oh. London, London taxi driver. London taxi driver. <laughs> Cabman. So, the Hitler. Powers? So, he had love for his kitten. Shivinder says. Lust. London text, of taxi cabman. Cab oh. <laughs> so, he loved his, you know, Eva and and he loved the kitten. Kahito mm-hmm. <laughs> Pyar Tha Huskand. Change itna bitis. But, iskamatla bhiyani ki ji, otho divine a bhub. Uskandar bhi Pyar hai, to iskam spare karde. There will be dangerous for the earth. So, in action, you have to know that what is the divine in the passing and the divine in the coming. The divine of tomorrow we have to welcome and the divine of yesterday we have to say mm-hmm. thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, that's where the new light will show us. Because for instance, uh, you talked of the fake. The yes. The user, yes. If to... we have true faith, really the light of faith, then we'll discern. Mm-hmm. If we don't then divine will make sure we go through the painful experience and eventually that's how humanity grows in knowledge. See now people will be a little more cautious because they have the experience. So there are two ways. One is the eye of faith which comes by grace. Or else the okay. experience through which we grow. So all these followers of this, this Baba Ram mm-hmm. have to go through yeah. the pain and then they will become Yes, obviously. Okay. Some Many may not still. Mm-hmm. They may still believe that no, he has been now. Nah. Many of them, many of them, them will not. So they will go through this through cycles of time. Maybe quite a few lifetimes. They are not ready for that. Because they will not say, if you tell them, no, no, you know, Srivabindo is a master and they will say, what he will bring? Supramental truth. No, our house's dal roti, he gave Baba Ji. It's the end of the So, they are man does not want. Haan, day, so, they, yes, so, they have to go through this, till the aspiration becomes more and more, what ripe. Mm. Pakna. Mm. Ripe. You know, Ramakrishna used to say, Kacha mm. ami and paka mm. ami which applies both ways, you can say arm or also ami. When the ego is unripe, then you are not ready for that higher <laughs> truth. When the ego is ripe, that's when people feel a lot of pain in their life because they become acutely sensitive. It's a sign they are actually ready for a spiritual consciousness. But when they are happy with life as it is, Mother used to say, never convert them. They They are convert he was born a prince, lived a prince, died a prince. Whatever, I mean, worthless moksha because he went denuded, if if at all. But look at Pandavas, born in the forest, thrown into the forest, died in the forest, but with Krishna. So, you know, they, now he doesn't go to advise Duryodhana except once. And that is because of the collective humanity. But Sri Krishna does talk to Bhishma and he does talk to Karna. Because there is a possibility in them. So there are those who are not ready. They're not ready. They'll go through that experience. So that because divine is ultimately behind all, he will carry them in their own way. So this is what happens, and then he says that, well, how can I, how long will we battle with the night? Page 341, 34 lines below ever the centuries and millenniums pass, where in the grayness is thy coming ray? Where is the thunder of thy victory's wings? Only we hear the feet of passing gods. This is where, where? Kaptak. So, it's a long passage again, as I said, he tells the Divine Mother, you have shown me, I have seen the new creation, I have seen the new children who are going to come down. Now after all this, this is a beautiful dialogue, it's like a play between the mother and her child (laughs) after this, because this is intensifying his tremendous aspiration for the race, does he still want it for earth? so he says yes I want it and what is there? you say time is not ready but you can come down and make time ready so that's on page 345 when he says oh wisdom splendor, mother of the universe Creatrix, the eternal's artist bride Linger not long with thy transmuting hand Pressed vainly on one golden bar of time As if time dare not open its heart to God O radiant fountain of the world's delight World free and unattainable above O bliss who ever dwellest deep hid within while men seek the outside and never find. So he says, "Come down. If you come, what is time? What are millenniums? You can compress tens of thousands of years into just a few centuries. And then she grants the boon. She says, next page, O strong forerunner, I have heard thy cry. One shall descend and break the iron law, Change nature's dome by the lone spirit's power. And when will this one come? You know, normally it's very, you know, I'll tell you since you asked discern kaisi kare. Dhol nagade se koi yara hai toh barsh careful rai. Mataji ne 56 mein message diya tha. The greatest victories are the least noisy. Bhagawan dhol nagade se nahi aata. Unko in fact it doesn't ah, beat of drums. He doesn't like it. The manifestation of a new, of a new world, world is, is not, not announced by the by beat, of beat of drums. Neither did neither Krishna came in yes, the beat of drums. Yes, And you see, same Krishna comes mm-hmm. when you are know, thick of kansa's rain. Mm-hmm. Look at Rama. Look at Shirdi. Mm-hmm. You know, people would say, "Oh, he is a fugitive from the jail," though he has realized all that. Mother, passed unnoticed. Mm-hmm. So look here, he says. He says, and what an hour. She comes and Second World, First World War starts. A seed shall be sown in death's tremendous hour. A branch of heaven transplanted to human soil. Nature shall overleap her mortal step. Fate shall be changed by an unchanging will. So she comes. When does she come? In the thick of night. If you look hundred years back. Look at India, look at world, imperialism, Darwinism, Freudianism, call it. And that is communism of the worst kind that is holding a sway. And people, you know, hundred years back, we were having jallianwala Bagh and justifying it. The civilized nation, so-called. It kya dasha thi? Can you imagine hundred years back, you said, I want to go to Pondicherry to have a study camp and... Ask your husband about it. How the world changed. But during when they are present, the first world war, the second world war, partition, all these pain. And they carried earth through all this. The narrow and dangerous and difficult passage. Hell is a shortcut. And Sri eventually took all that poison into himself. Because so much earth carried the burden of the past. But compared the world... 1960 or 1950... So to era. today... and you see... my God... time has changed so much... you just tell your husband... look I am going to Pondicherry... that's it... and if he asks you... he says... I am not asking you... I am just informing you... Mm-hmm. So, so what happened to when he took the poison... that's why the body breakdown. down... because... Break. Huh, because you know... he had to go behind to prepare... <laughs> because... otherwise... Poison means earth consciousness. Okay. How uh-huh. Kitna sure. hate was that But that is happening in some parts of the world. Today. But if you compare to 40, I mean, 50, world war, it is nothing. I mean, it's la minuscule. Mm-hmm. You know, if you compare to that place, that age, when you know, people were massacring by the, not dozens, hundreds, it was a way of life. But Middle East and this area. Last bastions. Last bastions. But that, ta- that time, imagine what had happened to, say, this country. Why everywhere, all over the world? Aziz. You see the, see American side, you see the Western world, you so, see the India. Japan, Asia, Japan, Japan. Yes, Japan, but today Japan. when you see, you see a world of change within just 70 years. What has happened to humanity compared to thousands of years this was happening? Gillotining, killing is a way of life. French Revolution, you see, people were killing by the hundreds and it was it's okay cool what was the state of women they didn't have right to vote india gave the first right to vote one to vote. of the uh, i think no, so wrong. so we it's just changed. see what a change so we have to now we, we are very fortunate to be born in the age of madran window. so we'll continue tomorrow yes.